Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions this afternoon. We're live here in Colorado from the Grace FM studios. Grateful, I think, before, I mean, no, I don't think. I am grateful before the snow comes. They say eight inches I know it's been blustery all day today, but overnight it's supposed to be eight inches, and it's that wet, heavy, doesn't work with your snowblower uh, snow. But hey, as our precious church family reminds me every single time I complain about the snow, welcome to Colorado, and it is beautiful. I was re-looking at some pictures that I posted on my social media today of the Sunday we showed up and the snow was just beautiful because the wet snow stays in the trees and is really fluffy and beautiful. It's hard to clean, but it's beautiful. And and just looking at the pictures, actually, the with the new iPhone, the, the picture is stunning. It was a stunning, beautiful thing. And and I do appreciate and love Colorado. I've come, become accustomed uh, to it, uh, even though I don't really like it all that much. I don't like to drive in it. The driving uh, can be pretty dangerous. Uh, but I am grateful. Maybe you're in your part of the woods, you you get a different snow than we do. <laughs> but I, I am grateful um, that the Lord is he He uses snow, and and that's as an illustration. I, I love how just basic illustrations to remind us of His love and and thinking through of the the every time you see the snow. Uh, whether you see a you know in the hallmark um in the hallmark channel movies when they have snow it's so fake uh it doesn't get your doesn't get the actor's hair wet uh it doesn't it's not muddy and brown uh like it like it like it really truly is it's so fake um but when you see it real or you're reminded of the snow you know the lord just is so encouraging uh as he reminds us in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, he says, Come, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they will be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Um, and you're, you, every time you see the snow, it should be a reminder, and it can be a reminder of the finished work of the cross in your life the blood of Jesus Christ cleansing us from all sin. Unbelievable. We don't deserve it. Uh, we can't earn it. And we are, all we can really do is step back and be in in appreciation uh, for what God has done. And it's just so good, so encouraging uh, that the Lord would Cleanse us by the blood of Jesus Christ. Give me a call, 303. That's how the show works, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls and your questions. And 
You can text me those questions as well if you're unable to, to call and you want. Uh, we use the text line not only for prayer requests, but also for fill-in for the um for the the show itself so you know if i don't if we go through a season without calls uh then we will um we'll go to the text line and allow the holy spirit to teach us minister to us uh so good god is faithful and he loves us and he cares for us 303-690-3000 303-690-3000. Let's go right to Denver, Colorado. Will is on line one. Will, welcome to the program. Hey, good mor- or good afternoon, Pastor. How you doing? Hey, good afternoon. What's up? Well, uh, a day ago, maybe two, somebody was talking on Calvary Live, and they wanted a biblical um, understanding of why um, gay relationships are, I guess, not scriptural. And they wanted okay. to know, like, a scripture that was for it. I know that Paul talks about, either in Corinthians or Philippians, that they'd be given over to a debased mind because of their sexual immorality. I don't know. I just figure, like, because they tried to give, or the pastor that was there tried to give a secular reasoning. And it's like, <clears throat> there's no sec. I don't think we have an answer for that question. I think God has an answer for that question, and that we need to deliver it in love. Well, there's a lot of biblical foundational truths that that it laid out for us on what God desires, uh, how He created man and woman, how He created sex and relationships. Uh, you, you know, the first time that we see God's order laid out for us is right in the Book of Genesis. Uh, we have one man, one woman, uh, one lifetime, and uh, that that is. That that is how it all starts. He he establishes marriage right there in the Garden of Eden. Then, as the children of Israel are coming out of of the uh, out of slavery into their newfound relationship as a nation, in Leviticus chapter eighteen, it couldn't be more clearer. You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It's an abomination. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 13, if a man lies with a male as he lies with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. And in Romans chapter 1, Paul declares homosexuality to be the very lowest point for a person in their downward spiral spiral of sin against God. Um, And I, I, I did a whole Bible study on this just to answer this question. Um, if you, if anyone wants it, email me and I'll send you the link to it and you can listen to it on our app. Uh, but the Bible couldn't be clearer, uh, on God's desire for marriage, God's desire for relationships and what, what the proper place for covenanted relationship and sexual activity, where that's to take place. I, I'm, I'm not sure what, you, what you heard on the, on one of the previous episodes, but the, the guys that do the show are very biblical um, in their understanding of scriptures like the, and, and life, so I'm not sure what you heard. No, it was just that uh, I, I was assuming probably somebody of the orientation called because they said, how do you justify that it's not a genetic disposition? And sure. kind of a hard question to answer, especially when you pose that before the biblical response thing. And it's like, there's reasons why he doesn't want us to do these things. It's not just because it's you know, whatever. It's because it will, it alludes to other things. It hurts us further. Well, let There's me ask, and let me answer, let's, 
let's repeat that question. Uh, let me give, I'll give my shot at answering it. The reason we know it's, it's not a genetic disposition is because the behavior is a choice. Amen. Uh, it is a choice to act. To, it, just like we could take that question and ask it a different way. We could say, why, why do we, why, how do we know that stealing and lying isn't just a genetic disposition? Well, because we know that stealing and lying is a choice. It's a behavior. And so behaviors, even, even our secular law understands that there's a necessity for limiting certain types of behavior for the sake of society uh, and stealing and lying. So God above that says for the sake and, and for the very simple, for a very simple uh, preservation of society, God made men and women so that they could procreate and have a family in which to raise their children. The problem again with these with these types of arguments or or answers is that you can always find well you know what about single parenting what about horrible families what about abuse and the the arguments actually just kind of delve into the mud of sin the problem that we have the broken families divorce rate among those that say they're Christians all of that it's all because of sin but yeah. man's sin in no way denigrates God's perfect desire for us and that's he God has a way of lifting us up. And as a matter of fact, not only does he lift us up, but he comes down to our level without sin to lift us up. And Amen. and so I think, you know, the how do we know? It, it would have been a great discussion to have because the the DNA DNA is just a red herring, you know, for anyone that knows logic. That's just a red herring. If we're having a Bible discussion, then we have to stick to the Bible. If you've got, if the person on the other end, then since they're calling us and wanting a biblical answer, they can't ha they can't ask a biblical question with a scientific premise. Bible first, science will always validate the Bible. Amen. I just think that it's like, I agree 100%. I think it's behavioral. I think 100%, just like addiction. I came from addiction. I feel like it, like how you related stealing in the same way, I've, you feel a need to do it, but you can say no. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I don't, of course. I feel like it's a decision. I feel like, over time, people have, uh, like the single-parent home, pushing that and destroying the family has left us over to a debased mind. And we end up in these things, and then trying to justify it is really just us realizing that we did something wrong, and the Holy Spirit pointing it out, and we're trying to figure out a way to worm out of it. Uh, and I think you describing uh, your personal struggle with addiction, you know, let's just say you were calling... And that's the that's the sin we're talking about. And you say, "Hey, Ed, how do I know that my addiction to alcohol? You know, it's legal, right? It's legal in our culture, even smoking pot, whatever. It's legal. How do you know it's not just a DNA? Um, you know, our DNA just in because they they even say you have those markers for addiction. I was addicted to alcohol for many years. I have a personality that's all in, you know. And so when I started alcohol, it was it, it was no end for me. It was disastrous. Uh, it was an absolute disaster for me." And, and so we asked that, I would say that the only thing I would add, cause I agree with you, the only thing I would add is just, rem we, we just need to remember that we're dealing with human beings. Amen. And so the person I'm talking to has a real life, a real struggle, a real difficulty, even if they don't believe it's a struggle or difficulty, uh, they, this is where they're at and they have an attraction to someone. They have a real relationship perhaps with someone and, and, and while I may not 
um, participate in that or agree with that. I still want to value them as as a as someone created in the image of God. I still want to help them on their journey. I still want to teach them the truth. I know that only the Word of God will shake them free from their yeah. false belief system. But I, I still want to honor them and respect them. Um, and I will, hopefully, I, I will. So thanks for calling, buddy. Yeah, thank you. All right, bye-bye. Oh. And I would encourage you, you know, as we do talk about difficult things, there's such an adversarial um, environment that we're in. And, and almost like Christians, we feel like we have to defend ourselves and defend everything. We don't. And I do know you guys, Bible students, you're like, well, but wait a minute, what a bit, wait a minute, Ed, what about apologia? It means to defend, you know, and apologetics. Well, no, for for sure, we, we need to have an answer for the hope that lies within us, for sure. Uh, we just can't forget that we're dealing with human beings. And no matter what the relationships are, um, they are real to the people that are in them. And that they are. Even an addict, you're trying to wrestle with an addict and you're trying to convince them that it's destructive and that it's harmful and it's hurtful. You're, you, you know, you're wrestling for that. Um, we're still dealing with someone's dad, someone's brother, someone's son, someone's daughter. You know, we're, we're still dealing with human beings and then the outer effects of all that. And, and I just know Jesus, he gave us the model. Um, I've been, uh, at, this has come up a couple times in the last couple weeks where just reminded of the woman that was caught in the midst of adultery. Uh, the sin was obvious. It was not contested. Uh, and it was, she was brought in, in to the presence of all these people, probably in, in uh, naked or, or very limited, limited, co- covered up, disheveled, um, and just to be shamed and because of her sin. She was set up. And we would need to remember the response of Jesus. He was very compassionate, loving, while he told the truth. And we can always improve in that, I think. 303-690-3000. Ryder is in Colorado. He's on line two. Ryder, welcome to the program. Thank you. What's up, ma'am? Nothing. What can I do for you? Uh, I had a question. Okay. Um, how do you approach an un, a, an unbeliever with the gospel? Well, first of all, it's very hard. Uh, if you don't know the person, like if it's a complete stranger, uh, it's very challenging because uh, you don't have a relationship with them. You don't have a connection point with them. So I always like if it's somebody I don't know and it's just a uh, like the guy last night on the way home, way home from church, uh, he was sitting outside of the Circle K there, um, homeless uh, and and asking for money. Uh, I don't know him. I've never met him before. It's the first time I've seen him there. And and as I walked up to him, I just asked him, "Are you okay?" Uh, and that started a conversation with him uh, that ended with me uh, giving him some money uh, and encouraging him in the Lord. Uh, but it it started with. Uh, some type of statement that's going to value the person, right? So in your world, you know, you're hanging out with kids and um, playing with kids, perhaps you, you're going to want to talk to them about their life and find some kind of connection point. Like Ryder, do you, do you, do you have any favorite toys that you have? Yeah. What's your favorite toy right now? Um, I have a lot. Uh, oh, pick one. Okay. Um, my um, Mario Kart toys. 
Okay, so your Mario Kart toys. So, do you like playing the video game? Well, it's like kind of Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. So, what do you do with them? How do you play with them? Do you put them out on a table? Do you do you have I tracks them, for them? How do you play with them? I put them on a um, racetrack. Yeah, and then you kind of zoom zoom them and play around. You yeah. know, my kids when they were growing up, they were all in that Mario Kart. They were playing it on Nintendo and. Um, do, do your parents let you play it on, do you have it actually on TV where you get to play it or on, yeah. on one of those handheld games? Yeah. So you see what I just did right now? I found out something about you. You, you yeah. shared with me, you were pretty excited. Um, I compared it with something that I'm in my life and right now, Ryder, we just made a connection. And with that connection, I, I can start talking about Mario Kart. I can start asking you to talk about it. And, and then I might say, well, Ryder, like, do you always play with your Mario Kart? And you'll probably say no. And so what else do you do? Well, you know, I like to read books. What kind of books do you like to read? Um, and then you should tell me. And I say, have you ever read the Bible before? And you see how I changed the conversation? Yeah. But it started with, hey, I want to know a little bit about you. Uh, what are you into? You know, because you could have been, you could have said any kind of toys. Uh, but because of Mario Kart, it automatically reminded me of my kids I mean, my kids were still playing this at someone else's house, and they're grown adults. Um, that's how much they love Mario Kart. Um, uh, or not Mario Kart, but the the other one where you're jumping from, like, island to island, you're fighting. I don't remember what that name is. Um, it's one of those Nintendo games. But at any rate, Ryder, what I just did with you, you're going to learn how to do with others because you're, you're going to want to connect with them. You're going to want to value them. And then somewhere in the conversation, you're going to turn it around to talk about God and talk about something that will not, you know, you, you wouldn't want to say, I wouldn't want to say, because I know you're younger. So, you know, as your parents are listening, I wouldn't say, hey, Ryder, what kind of, what kind of um, uh, toys do you like? Oh, I like Mario Kart. Uh, okay. Do you know, Ryder, you are a stinking rotten sinner. That's probably not going to keep our conversation going, right? I don't want to be mean to you. Um I want to help you. I want you to, t it's almost like if we were going on a bike ride, I want you to get on your bike and follow me. I want you to go with me. And so as we're connecting to other people, we want them to come with us. We, we don't want it to become an argument. We don't want them to think that we're, we think we're better than them because we don't. I just want to connect with them so I can turn the page and say, okay, do you read the Bible? Yes, I read the Bible. Well, what's your favorite part of the Bible? And you start talking to them before. It says, well, are you, uh, are you a Christian? Um, uh, yeah, I go to church. What church do you go to? And then that'll tell you a lot about them. And to say, well, tell me about when were you born again? How did that happen? And, um, and then, of course, if they say, I don't like the Bible, I never went to church, then you change the way you talk to them. You say, why not? What happened? Um, if I get, if, and one thing I like to do, um, and I tell, tell people in our church to do this, like they, I, you could ask an unbeliever, do you have a Bible? No, I don't have a Bible. Well, if I got you one, would you read it? And they might say yes. And then you come to church, we got Bibles in the back of the chair, take one of them, give it to them as a gift. And you okay. can just keep that conversation going. Um, and it's, it's real, it doesn't have to be complicated. It's very simple, very simple. And here's what I found, Ryder, the more people... The more people, the more that I can do to develop trust in a person, the more they'll allow me to talk to them about their soul. Like they have to trust you. Um, but like the guy last night, um, he really wasn't interested other than just me giving him money. So I gave him money in Jesus' name. 
And I'll just let God take care of the rest. Okay. Thank you. Does that help? You're welcome. Yeah. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So good. I have a note here that says writer's nine years old. So check that out. A nine-year-old wanting to know how to share the gospel and how to talk to people about Jesus. Yesterday, man, I forgot. Writer, I hope you're still listening. I forgot yesterday we used the tool of the Romans Road. The Romans Road. And I asked you to email me. So, writer, here's how to share the gospel, right? So now we got the conversation focused on Jesus. You know, you don't always have to have a Bible open. You don't always have to, you know, give some Bible study to share the gospel. But instead, we use something we call the Romans Road. And the reason why we call it the Romans Road is because it uses scriptures, it uses scriptures from the book of Romans uh, to to share the gospel. And so I, uh, Pastor Micah, he's a phenomenal artist. He hand drew this, um, and I'm looking at the kids' version. It's in color and black and white. And then he also redid the adult version. On one side is the Romans Road. On the other side is what the Bible has to say is you're sharing the gospel. So I want to get this into your hands. Email me, ed at edtaylor.org. Anybody listening, and you, I'll respond to that email with three documents, three PDFs. It'll be something you can print out and put in your Bible. It'll help you share when you are talking to people as adults. And then um, this one in um, this the the one that's done for kids, where it starts in Romans three twenty three, all have sinned, and then six twenty three, wages of sin is death. Then six twenty three again, the gift of God is eternal life. And then chapter 5 verse 8 Jesus died for our sins and then Romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10 confess believe and you're saved and you can bring you can tell somebody the gospel in five one two three four five simple verses and we call it and we didn't make it up like we didn't we didn't make up the Romans road but we but we did develop the cartoon and we did develop the sheet uh here at Calvary so I I we didn't make up the Romans road it's been around forever but we connected it and we put it together. I want to put it in your hands absolutely free. Uh, just email me, ed at edtaylor.org. And I mean, we should be, every believer should have this and know it. Uh, I shared it yesterday from memory. And it's not something you have to like give all the scriptures. Well, the Romans 3 says and Romans 6 says. I mean, you could do that if that's where the conversation is. If that's where the conversation is, go for it. But you can quote these. The Bible's the Bible is powerful, even if you don't know the address. You know that, right? And then, and you're dealing with folks, uh, and they're like, "Well, bitterness." Well, then on the right hand side, or if you printed this out and you folded it, I think we put it on cards to give out to our church. You could put it in your Bible, but you know, you're dealing with somebody with that, that's bitter. There's scriptures for bitterness, uh, joy. There's scriptures for joy, pride persecution, suffering, worldliness. We put all these scriptures together because we're an equipping church. That's what we do. That's our commitment. We're an evangelistic church, but we are equipping. So we develop a lot of tools to put into our church's hands to equip you, just like Ryder, this nine-year-old. And and the this starts in our Sunday school with the kiddos. We are a church committed to the Bible. We are a church committed to the Bible, period. Now, I know a lot of churches will say the same thing, 
and I commend them for it. And I'm glad that they use the Bible, but we, we, we are committed to the Bible. We teach it verse by verse. We, we teach you how to study it. We teach you how to share it. We, the kids in Sunday school get the Bible. We get the Bible. Junior high gets the Bible. High school gets the Bible. Young adults get the Bible. It is the only tool. If, if we like, if you were in construction, you'd want the best tools. Well, we're we're in the ministry, and the best tool is the Bible. And so, this Romans road problem, wages, love, free gift, accepting the free gift is all there. Um, just email me. And man, I, I'm sorry, writer, if you're still listening. I hope you're still listening. Um, email me so I can send you this Romans road if you don't already have it. And we got a kid's version just for a nine-year-old, just like you, a kid's version. I can't believe I didn't remember that. Sorry, but hopefully mom and dad's still listening. They can email me and I'll send you these PDFs. All right, let's go to Denver again. Richard in Denver, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Ed. Hey, what's going on? So, um, last night, uh, I got off of work and one of my friends called me and uh, found out a good friend of mine ended up shooting himself. Oh, I'm so sorry. And we all thought he was dead, like he was, because he was on life support and all of us uh, have been praying, and uh, today, like it was, like I, I believe it was a miracle. But uh, he, uh, they took, they took him off the life support, and he started breathing. Huh. And I have some of us know know how, but I immediately was like, "Oh God, thank God!" So, I'll just, but I don't know if I, just, I guess pray. I just want to pray to see if it's like a prayer request for. Uh, for him and his family, his dad was the one that ended up finding him, and they're like oh, really man. close. And he uh, is currently in Springs right now, like fighting for his life. And I don't know okay. if he's a, a like a believer or not, and okay. or if he's saved. And at the same time, I pray like just for prayer for me because I'm trying to get down there to since he is breathing, I'm trying to get yes. the gospel to him. Yes, yeah, so I, I'm going to combine this prayer with a friend of mine. He texted me early this morning that um, he had another friend um, commit suicide. And so he was successful in his attempt and left behind a wife and teenage kids. And it's just times of pain and hopelessness surround us. And it's hard. So, Father, I pray for this young man that was taken off life support and is breathing and is strong. I pray that his body would recover God and just all of his family overwhelmed, just like Richard, just hurting and overwhelmed. I pray for my brother Travis as he too is just weighted down with more loss and more difficulty and everyone that's left behind, even even with this brother that's still alive, this man that's still alive, he, there's still people that are hurting around him. There's still, this is a shock and a pain. And so I pray that you show favor and bring great comfort. Your word says that you're the, you, all praise goes to you, God. You're the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You're merciful, and you're the source of all comfort. You are the God of all comfort. And so I pray that your comfort will be received and experienced through this difficult season. And God, I pray for anyone listening that would be suicidal right now, um, just feeling like there's no hope, that you would infuse and reveal in, in an instant that there is hope. And that there is hope. It's hard, yes, but there is hope. 
And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank, thank you, Pastor Ed. Okay, keep us up to date, Richard, would you please? You can, on the air, or you can email me. I'd like to know. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000, already coming up on the half-hour break. I want to give you guys a, a shout-out to Hope FM and Truth FM and Refuge FM and, of course, here on Grace FM. It is hard. And uh, as the church, we have great opportunity to step into people's lives. I'm so encouraged by these calls, too, that say, how can I do this? How do I do this? How do I talk to this particular person? How do I bring the gospel up? How do I have gospel conversations? So, so good. God is going to honor that. If you want to get a copy of the Romans Road, kid version and adult version, email me, ed at edtaylor.org. And I'll respond to that email after the show. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back, everyone. Second half of Calvary Live. It's amazing how fast it goes. It just goes so fast. Um, And I'm grateful we don't have a lot of breaks. Other talk shows, you know, have all kinds of commercials. We're not a commercial station. We're a church. And so we get to talk for extended amounts of time about the things of the Lord. So I want to welcome everyone on Hope FM, Truth FM. Um, We do get uh, so much feedback. We either get it online. You guys, you know, if if the station's been encouraging to you, thank you. Let us know. Um, of course, we're always encouraged when you give financially to help support the station. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can go to gracefm.com, gracefm.com, everything. doesn't matter, large or small. Everything is used for the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is part of the overall ministry of our church family here in Aurora, Colorado. Now, if you're listening to this program on another station, support your local station, please. Uh, Support the station that you're listening to this on because they're the ones that are paying the local bills, right, for their station. So if it's Hope FM, support Hope. If it's Truth FM, support Truth. Uh, Grace FM, you guys are generous givers. Thank you guys so much uh, for your generosity um, you know, the even with radio and everything, the business model has to change for radio in order for it to be self-sustaining. And the big change is that it's the listener supported. And, you know, these guys, K-Love and, and uh, other stations like that, they, they, are, they, they make so much money. Like they, they make more than they need. Um, and, and so it's just music. This is the word. This is the word. This is the word. And we're not going to go on with fancy begathons or um, this is not going to happen. We're just going to ask. Uh, and I know the stations that we're on are fellow Calvary Chapel, um, and and we are not a ministry that uh, are going to do that. We're just going to ask and then trust the Lord for him to move. So thank you. I want to say thank you in advance. Um, we have taken a couple calls, at least I have, in the last few days about sharing the gospel. And I want to put in your hands, I see emails coming in right now, so I'll Make sure to respond to them as soon as the show's over. But if you want the tool, the Romans Road, that's how to take somebody down the road of the gospel using the book of Romans, uh, email me. I'll send you 
the adult and the kid version. You can share the gospel with your own kids. You know, like, you know how you, you're here in a Bible study, you hear at church, uh, you can lead your kids to the Lord. And you're like, how do I do that? Use the Romans road. And we got a little cartoon thing that you can use with your kids. Also, I forgot to mention in the first half of the program, we are having a water baptism this Sunday night uh, at the Parker Rec Center here in Parker, Colorado. Uh, so we, we, you know, with COVID and cleaning the water and everything, we just finally, we finally got it with all that we've been going through all year. We finally got a place. Uh, all we, all that's needed is you need to RSVP. All the information's on our website, calvaryco.church slash baptism. We're going to start at five o'clock Sunday night and we're going to baptize until we're done. Uh, and the information on there uh, is available. Right now is at Calvary Church, uh, we have just removed the RSVP requirement. You do not need an RSVP to come to church any longer. Just come as you are. Uh, and we've, re- we've, we've opened up our building. We've opened up Resurrection Coffee. We've opened up Calvary Books. Uh, downstairs, upstairs, everything is open now. Uh, little by little, um, carefully measured decisions. We're opening up again uh, and removing these restrictions. I wish uh, Colorado was like Texas and just removed the mandates altogether. Uh, but we're not, so we are Colorado, and we have a different governor with a different uh, agenda and different decisions, so we are doing our best to fulfill uh, um, what's requested of us not and, and even what's required of us, at the same time honoring God and obeying God. So we're walking down that path right now. We are, we are RSVPing for kids so because we have space limitations, basically. That's all that is right now. Opening back up from COVID was a little more challenging than we anticipated, and we got all this extra cleaning on and on. So come on out to church. All that to say, come to church um, in our sanctuary. People are definitely coming back. Um, Reasonable distancing. Yes, right now on the property, we are requiring face coverings, um, but I could see that changing uh, very soon as we prayerfully consider it. Uh, But right now, we're still requiring it. And if you require six feet distancing, and face coverings. We have a space in the building reserved just for that. So if that's, it's like, I will never go back to church unless there's six. Well, um, we've got it. We could provide that to you. Um, and we can also provide a experience upstairs where there's reasonable distancing. So either way, we'd love to have you. Lines are empty. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Got a text question. Uh, how do I know if I'm called to be single the rest of my life? Praying about missions or changing careers, just feel depressed at times, wondering where I messed up. Singleness in a culture that um, exemplifies or magnifies marriage is is challenging, and I'm sorry about the depression you're feeling, and even thinking that you messed up, because singleness is not a bad thing in the sense that it's like a curse because you messed up somewhere. Singleness is to be embraced for the season that you're in. Um, but but it is hard, especially when you have a desire to be married. So in, in as you look at your question, how do I know if you're called to be single the rest of your life? You, I don't know, and you don't know. I don't know, you don't know. So the answer to that question, you, you, you can't make that decision. You can't, you can't, Make that de- You can't make that decision today for what the future is. You can just say, I'm single today, so I'm going to embrace my singleness. I'm going to use it. And the Bible actually elevates singleness. 
Jesus himself, think about Jesus, Jesus Christ, never married, um, never had sexual relations with a woman, um, never established a home. Obviously, I'm saying this tongue-in-cheek, but um, he also never lived the American dream. Um, he had nowhere to lay his head, but he was single. He was a single man. Um, he, he exemplified singleness. Um, and I know most people are called, uh, are called or, or, or will be married, most people, but some people are single. And the couple verses come to mind when I think of your question. First of all, um, you can be overwhelmed when you're worried about the rest of your life. You know, just that phrase, the rest of your life. It's so scary. Like, I don't even know what's going to happen in the rest of my life. Uh, and if I start thinking about it, because I have, you know, um, I have concerns about my life as well. Um, and if I worry about, if I think too much about it, I'll just get all overwhelmed and worried. And so something God's been doing in my heart recently, especially with all the difficulties with COVID and people, you know, Ed, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I, I mean, it's been a question asked a thousand times. Um, and it's a good question. It's just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And, and then, you know, with the current government situation and the prophetic teachings of the Bible and, and people are out calling and talking to me more and more about, well, what if this happens, Ed? And what if that happens, Ed? And God just really solidified in my heart an answer to the hypothetical questions. Because your question is a little bit hypothetical. I don't know if you've ever looked at it that way, but it's, it's actually not real because it hasn't happened yet. And if you live in area, if you live in times of things that haven't happened yet, then you're going to ruin today. And this is what Jesus said. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Jesus would say to us, stop worrying about tomorrow. You're single today, and singleness is okay. It is acceptable. It is admirable. It is wonderful, even though it is it can be hard. Uh, and I respect that. I know it can be hard, and it also can be lonely, and I'm sorry for that. Uh, it, you can have uh, all sorts of other relationships, but marriage is different. I get that. So the desire to be a missionary is a wonderful. A married person can't make that decision individually, you know. They have to make it as a married couple. And many times the married couple, they're not on the same page spiritually or, you know, with that desire or whatever, and, and they don't end up going. But in your station in life right now, you can still, you can make that decision uh, and you can pray about it specifically. You don't have anyone holding you back uh, in that in that sense. And so changing careers, same thing. Um, and you can embrace that and you can start to thank God for that. But I can say this, if you have a desire for marriage, you are probably most likely not called to singleness the rest of your life. And it requires patience and trust. But it also requires you to enjoy your life as you abide in Christ. There's so much to enjoy as a single person. And embrace it. Use it. I'm, I'm going to be, as soon as we finish Hebrews, I'm going to be doing a family series. Um, marriage, husbands, wives, kids. And singleness. I will not leave out singleness and singles. And I'll be teaching on this. I was a singles pastor before I moved here to uh, 
Colorado. I was the singles pastor at Calvary Chapel in Downey for two and a half years. And I just had such a wonderful time ministering to singles. It was a beautiful time of learning and growing, a beautiful time of watching God give patience and encouragement. It it's beautiful and the some of the some of the richest most beautiful time of <clears throat> uh of a of of ministry that we've watched um was just and some of the most beautiful wonderful people that serve in our church here at Calvary are single um so please um don't beat yourself up enjoy the day get involved make some friends um I, they're not mar- I'm not suggesting that they replace marriage but friendships are wonderful and beautiful. And you go, well, I've just, I can't make any friends. Okay, then start serving people and just be the friend of Jesus. Jesus is a friend of yours and just start serving people. Start giving of yourself and believe me, the Holy Spirit will use you. And and it is a, it is a common struggle and I'm sorry you're wrestling with it, but the Lord's faithful. He'll take good care of you. 303-690-3000. Um, all right, we've got Isabel. Uh, on the line in Westminster. W- welcome, Isabel. Hi, Pastor Ed. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Thank you. My husband and I have listened to many of your sermons at Calvary Aurora, and we are so appreciative of you. Oh, thank you so much. What's up? Yes. So I'm calling because um, I would like just some prayer for my husband. Um, we've been married for four years, and we have a son together. Um, we've, right off the bat, we've been through so many trials and tribulations together, but yet God has kept us together. Um, I just wanted some prayer for my husband to keep him encouraged. Um, he's the only provider for the family right now, so I'm a stay-at-home mom. Okay. Um, and we recently, God opened a door for us to be able to move into our very own apartment next week. That's great. yeah, so we're, I just want to keep him encouraged. My husband, he quit drinking. That has been Good. a big relief for the both of us. It's huge. I, 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 re, we were talk, I was teaching on the topic of a marriage last night on the topic of husbands, and you know, I yes. had to, to think back yes. in my own life. And one of them, mm-hmm. being born again obviously changed the whole course of our life. But in a practical level, what really practically changed our marriage and the trajectory of our life when things started to improve on a practical level was me stopping drinking and partying Uh, that that changed everything uh and you know over the years god's built on that so i'm so i'm so proud of your husband that's that's a powerful thing it's not an easy decision to make and especially when tough times come you almost always turn back to that which gives you comfort and and it almost always destroys you again it's been the root to many of our problems, and I am just so thankful that he's quit drinking. Um, we're going to move into our new apartment, and I would just hope that this new apartment is, you know, so me and him can do Bible studies, welcome yep. the Lord into our house, and just get back to Jesus. Oh, wonderful. So, Father, I pray for this young marriage, this young family that is got this new trajectory. I love that word, just in the right direction. Okay. And I pray that your blessing upon them. I, God, I pray that you would fill their home with encouragement, uh, with agape love, with this new launching off into their own apartment, their own space, their own little segment of life so they can do life together and have that intimacy and closeness 
um, especially spiritually, God, that this would be the beginning of, of a new spiritual uh, foundation, symbolically in a new apartment, but powerfully in their marriage. And I pray specifically as well, um, thinking back in my own life, Lord, that mm-hmm. y- it was hard for my wife to stay home with the children mm-hmm. and live on one income. And I'm just thinking you provided for all of our needs according to your riches in Christ Jesus. And I pray for that same provision in the home of Isabel and her husband. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Ed. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. 303-690-3000. So many, like, like sometimes you get so deep into your marriage and difficult that you think there's no way out. But then I think, man, I can think of so many times there was no way out, but God made a way for us. And we are celebrating, what are we in this year? Uh, 32 years of marriage this year. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Here's a text question. Good afternoon, Pastor Ed. I want to thank you for writing God's Help for the Troubled Heart. Not only does it touch my heart, but it's great, and then it helps increase a person's knowledge of the Bible. You are welcome. Could you please explain what Keep the Sabbath Day Holy is? Should you not go out to eat or grandchild's baseball game? Or could you please explain? So I did a whole Bible study on this. Just go to our website or get out our free app. It's easier on the app. And just put in the word Sabbath, and I explain this all. And the simple answer is that in the New Covenant, the the Sabbath commandment is fulfilled by Jesus Christ. So our rest now is in Him. And we do not follow the Sabbath commandment as an Old Covenant believer. Uh, those do not apply to us. We are not in the Old Covenant. It is not a moral command that's eternal. It is a practical command that was part of the religion, the religious um, adoration of God. We follow the same thing. We do it. We do it. We fulfill the old covenant today by faith in Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that Jesus is our Sabbath, and he has fulfilled it for us, and our rest is in him. So get the Bible study. I explain all of these things. Just go to our app or our website, calvaryco.church, but I would encourage you to download the free app because... We use it a lot here at Calvary. And just put in the word Sabbath, and the Bible study will pop up, and it will give you more information to your question than you expected. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Text me, 720-336-0897. As the show winds down here, we're going to go down to Colorado Springs. Edward is on the line. Edward, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. Uh, Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Um, I don't have a question, just a prayer request, and it's eerily similar to your last caller. I'm actually the backslidden husband. Um, okay. Not her husband, but my wife and I were on our way to starting a family. We've been together 12 years and have probably gone through every possible trial a marriage can go through at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I'm just looking I can hope to start our family with a fresh sight on God, and that's all I need. Well, listening to you, uh, I just before I pray for you, I just want to. I, I I can't just skip over that. Are you still backslidden, like right now, or you have you repented and come back? Uh, I mean, I've repented, yeah, but I still feel like there's there's things in my life that I haven't given up um, that I think I should. Um, okay. Just as an example, uh, I'd like to stop drinking. Uh, sometimes there's that temptation there, and I give into it. Um, so I've, 
I've repented of those things, and I've asked God to to come into my home, come into my life, and say, or to to help me through those things and to resist those temptations when they come up. But unfortunately, they still they still show their ugly face, and I still give in sometimes. Um, I would say that my speech isn't all that clear in terms of of how I conduct myself in front of my friends. Um, I would say that you know it's. It'd be awfully difficult if you and I had met in person to tell if I was Christian or not. So, well, those are all good observations of yourself. I think you're well on the way to to really be becoming a real uh, disciplined disciple of Jesus, um, because it takes a lot of humility to be able to admit some of the weaknesses, and you're not denying them. Now you're in the next phase, of course, and that's kind of like you're not denying them, but you really aren't necessarily running away from them either. And so I want to pray that into your life, that you'll learn how to run away from these temptations. Because I'll tell you, um, you know, your behavior will follow, your, your, your speech will follow, but I'm telling you, the, the alcohol will wreck everything. It will destroy everything. It is, I believe, when you fully walk away from alcohol and you walk in the victory and deliverance of God when it comes to your drinking and drunkenness, you'll see victory in other areas. I think that's the root. And, 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 and so, yeah, the temptation may be with you the rest of your life. It may be. For me, I, it's not. For me, it was de- I was delivered not only from drinking, but also the temptation. That's not a big deal in my life at all. I haven't drank in 30, whatever, 30 years I've been saved. I haven't drank. God's been very gracious. It, it's not. Be- but because I can also now with clear eyes look back and see, oh, my gosh, this this was such a horrific thing in my life that hurt so many people. I don't want that. I'm a different man now. And so you're a different man. And as you embrace that, as you repent, as you recognize, these aren't just little things. Uh, these aren't just like little annoyances. These are destructive behaviors that could put the final blow, could put the final blow in your marriage. And you don't want that. You're back. Um, you're back. And so let's be back all in, man. Let's do it. Let's run with what God has for your life because he has such a great plan and purpose for your life. So Father, I pray for Edward. I'm grateful for his call and his honesty. And now I pray into his life, God, freedom and victory. I pray God into his life, strength to resist temptation. I pray God into his life, a love for his wife like never before that a restoration from all the sinful mistakes that have been made through his backsliding, as they launch off in a re- to restore and repair God, I pray you'd show him favor. Give my brother Edward a hunger for your word, that he would be in your word every day. Give my brother Edward a hunger, God, for prayer, that he would be in communication with you every day. And let his life begin to reflect, God. Let his life begin to reflect the ever-present power that you have in him through your spirit. And we look forward to a follow-up, you know, in a couple months just to hear the great things you're accomplishing in Edward's life and his family and his marriage. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. All right. God bless you, man. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Up back to Aurora now. Elaine is in line one. Elaine, welcome to the program. Elaine, are you with us? Okay, so I've got Elaine's question on uh, on my call screen, and she said, 
something along the lines, God said that he made us in his image, male and female. If he's male, what does that mean for female? Um, Great question, Elaine. Uh, God is spirit. He's neither male nor female. Um, In the Bible, we have male pronouns to use to describe God, and certainly he's used to describe a father, but those are descriptive words in relationship with God, but God does not have a gender. Uh, God is not man. And Jesus Christ, when he came to earth, he came uh, through the womb of a woman uh, as a man, uh, but he it could have come as a woman. That's not how it happened, but it God could have, well, actually not really because it was already preordained that he would come as a man. So in the descriptives of who he is, um, so the better answer is God is spirit. He doesn't have a gender. And then what did Noah's son do to get in trouble after Noah got drunk? Uh, he exposed the sin of his dad and made fun of him and denigrated him. That's what Noah's son did. Uh, he was disrespectful. Uh, he was um, evil to the core, and that evil was re- was revealed through how he treated his dad, uh, unfortunately. Um, so... That's a that's a, a a passage of scripture that's super discouraging because his dad failed, uh, and instead of helping his dad in his failure, he exposed his dad in his failure uh, and revealed the the wickedness in his own heart. Uh, and it was a great sin, a horrific sin. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number. Uh, I thought I saw a text question come in. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Um, it says, um, so you were talking about the pain of suicide. Today marks the one-year anniversary of an Eagle Crest uh, student suicide. That's a church here in Aurora, Colorado. Boy's a good friend of teens who attend Calvary. Uh, man, this has been a very difficult year for them. Let's pray for them. There's just so much happening in our city, so much. Uh, Father, I pray for the kids and the family surrounding this this suicide. And now one year mark, it doesn't, you know, there's parents somewhere that are just wrecked, wrecked, just horrible. I, I, I have so many people flowing through my mind right now that have experienced the loss of someone to suicide, and it's just horrible. So I pray for comfort and encouragement. I pray, God, that you would encourage these kids and that they they would when they face this sense of hopelessness that they would not harm themselves and take themselves out in Jesus name amen man thanks for the text and the reminder i mean it's it's unbelievable every day every day i just did a memorial uh this last saturday uh for a woman who um died of natural causes I mean, she had cancer many times, but it wasn't cancer that took her out. She died of natural causes, and um, and she was older. But death is an enemy. It doesn't matter. That suicide adds a, a layer of grief, of course, and and a twistedness to it all. But death is an enemy. And whether I'm at um, in a, in front of a room of people that are grieving um, an older, precious woman who had such a great impact on so many lives, including lives in our church, or some someone um, the, uh, in front of a family mourning the grief of suicidal. It's just, 
Lord, we just pray for mercy. You know, we cry out for mercy, right? Because we can't handle this. You know, and I think of all the parents that have lost children, um, man, wives that lost their husbands, husbands lost their wives. It's just, oh, we weren't made for this world. And, and sin has wrecked it all. That's why you want to be in a church community. And of course, if you're here in Colorado, you're in the Denver metro area, come on out to Calvary. Calvaryco.church is our church website. We have services Saturday night, 6 p.m., Sunday morning, 6.45 and 8.45. Same services. Um, they're all three the same. We, we're teaching right now verse by verse through the book of Hebrews. And prayerfully, I'm able not only to teach the text, but I also make it applicable and understandable. And you're not coming to a lecture. Um, this is... Um, this is... Uh, <clears throat> we are, um, um, I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Um, uh, whatever it was, I'm sorry. Um, just come to church, whether it's our church or your church, uh, with COVID people are isolated, they're home. They're not, it's time to, it's time. Unless you're in a super high risk category, go back to church. Would you please? It's good for you. It's good for the church community. Um, Let's listen to the Lord and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Let's not be captured by fear, especially irrational fear. Um, I know there's real concerns, and we have family that have lost people to COVID, uh, lost their loved ones. I'm not not in any way minimizing the reality of it, uh, whatever that reality might be. But you got to be in fellowship. You got to be encouraged. When, uh, you got to come and sing with us. Uh, you got to come and worship with us. If not us, some local community church, Calvary Chapel near you that will serve you and love you. We have a list of churches here in Colorado on our website, gracefm.com. Love you guys. Appreciate the privilege of being a small part of your life, serving you, loving you, talking to you. Have a great evening in the Lord Jesus Christ. Till next time, God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.